Hey everyone, this is Logan Campbell and welcome to my show. I'm a happy husband, a proud father, former police officer, and a fitness and movie nerd. Basically, an all-around regular guy. But I wanted more, so I started this podcast to talk about personal development and self-improvement, and I created a personal development program to go along with it that I call The 147. This program has forever changed my life. My goal is to reach one person each day and forever change theirs. Thanks for listening, and welcome to Little Hollow Life. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Happy Friday. Happy Friday morning. These shows come out on Friday mornings at 6.30 a.m. Tell all your friends. Uh, It's been a great week so far. I I was lucky to be featured on uh, my my guest's uh, show this week, which is the Roll Call Room podcast. I'm officially a co-host on there. Um, So obviously last week uh, we had Nick Ruggiero on. Ruggiero? Ruggiero. I don't don't remember how to say it. Sorry, Nick. but I had him on last week, and and I I got a bunch of uh, really positive uh, comments and everything towards me messages about the episode. So this is the second half of the episode. Uh, we dig a little bit more deeper into uh, some law enforcement stuff and some other topics. Uh, I really hope that you enjoy this episode and uh, more episodes to come. So without the without further ado, here's the rest of my episode with with Nick. The thing that always bothered me was like is that secret squirrel shit like i mean like in all honesty 99 percent of what law enforcement does is public knowledge like all they have to do is file a foia for it which i know you're familiar with doing i'm very familiar with that (laughs) (laughs) like when when i interviewed for swat um one of one of the biggest questions was always about my my instagram and everything and and it was like it was like, look, I, I don't, I don't put my stuff on there. You know, I, I tried to keep the agency off there as best I could. There was some stuff on there, but they didn't care. I had permission to do it. And it's not like I had anybody else on there, but there was always the question, Hey, you know, I don't, I, you know, you don't know me, but I know you cause your Instagram shit was how the question always started. And I'm, Oh God, here we go. And you know, he's like, well, we, we operate under a certain level of secrecy. You know, how, how, how would that go? And it's like, it's like, look, I, I'm not going to broadcast when we're training or, hey, we're going out for another SWAT call. It's like, I'm not going to go on IG Live for that. And then and then yeah. the next question is like, you know, hey, would you um, – well, no, I'm sorry. It, to follow up on that question, I was like, I probably wouldn't even wear the, the SWAT badge or, you know, the SWAT patch on my uniform, my regular duty uniform. And they were like – well, if you wear that, it's, it's it shows team camaraderie. I'm like, well, hold on. Are we being secret squirrel, or are we letting people know that we're SWAT? Which is it? You got to pick one. And it's like the, the the hypocrisy there was just like, all right, I I don't I don't want to well, be it, on your your super special hut hut team. I just well, the other <laughs> thing, yeah, the other thing is it's SWAT. Like, I'm not going to give away where we buy our baby gap T-shirts that are three sizes too small, so that just, it makes our 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 breast pecs look ten times bigger. Take it I just, easy, I don't, Joey. I don't get it. I don't get the secret <laughs> stuff. It's it's not the and, CIA. And, and, it's not. And the... you know, it, I I I love what you said, and I'll reiterate that, which is is that ninety percent of the stuff that we do, I would even venture to say ninety five percent of what law enforcement does is public knowledge. It is. The other five percent is, you know about the call before the public knows. Yep. 
you know where it's happening before the public knows, and you know some very, very fine details about the crime that occurred. But in the end, it all washes out because it all becomes public information either through a trial or through the media. And we know they don't get it right all the the time. The judge or the prosecutor, you know, closes it down so we can't say who's on Ghislaine Maxwell's. Uh, you know, yeah, donor yeah, list, yeah. you know, the list yeah. or whatever. That, that's too secretive, that. man. That's too yeah, secretive. That's, that's but the you, secret stuff. But you know, and, and see, that's the problem with law enforcement and the public and that big divide, which is, is that until they start to realize that that 1955 mentality of law enforcement is not working anymore. It's gone. It's not, it, you're not, you, the public's not going to trust you in any sense of the way because you still believe that there is an us versus them. Mm-hmm. And and that seems to be the problem. Everything else has progressed in this world. We've all evolved over time. The only profession that has not evolved over time is law enforcement. We still do it the same way, the same archaic way. Now, there's new technology that's involved now, but we still make the same mistakes, which is is that we don't tell the public things that we should be telling the public. Mm-hmm. And then when we should tell the public that it's none of their business, we don't. And instead, what we do is we tiptoe around it. We dance around it and we kind of like we allude to it. And then that pisses the public off even more instead of saying to them, hey, listen, guess what? We're not telling you anything because we have an open investigation. And that's it, period. You will yep. find out about it in time. Yep. This is not the Facebook generation. You're not going to find out about it right now. Yeah, and that's part um, of it. That's part of the problem is they want that instant answer. Problem. And it's like, it's like look, it, it, some stuff takes time. And, and, and that's that's the answer. Like, you know, I mean, the, the, I, you, you get involved well, one in of the ways that, you, that are two years long sometimes. And it's, yeah, but one of the ways that you patronize the, the public is when you're out at a scene Designate specific officers that you have trained on Facebook Live to get on the department's Facebook Live and do a live broadcast from the scene and say, hey, listen, I'm Officer Joe Smith. I'm here at blah, blah, blah Avenue. We just had a homicide. I tried doing Um, that. I I offered that. They they refuse. They refuse. Because here's the thing. You have full and total control over Facebook Live. There are no reporters that are going, yep. hey, Officer Joe. Um, I, I uh, offered is... to be the uh, public communications officer because our public communications officer was a desk admin. And I was like, look, people want to see a cop's face. Like, that's what they want. They, you know, when it's talking to the reporters or whatever. And I was like, I was like, give me the Facebook. I'll, I'll do whatever, you know, in, in and the answer that I got was, we don't want it to be the Logan Campbell show. No, and I was and, like, and, come and, on. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what that's fear of? That's fear of losing control. And that's fear of giving you some control. Yep. And the thing is, is instead, what we do is we put we put a dweeb in front of the camera with their with their pyramid hands like this. And every <laughs> other word is and, and, and you, or you have this, you have you have this, you have. Yep. At uh, approximately 6.45, officers arrived on scene at 221 Cherry Hill Lane. Yep. Uh, discovered an unresponsive male. Uh, investigators are still investigating, <laughs> and we will... Uh, we will uh, Presumed we will to be dead. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, 
Uh, we, we can't talk about that right now. Next. Is there, no, is there a danger to the public? That. Is there a danger to the public? Um, not at this time. Uh, next question. And, and <laughs> You're we right. Have seen the same, I've seen the pr same press conference for the last 30 years in law enforcement where mm -hmm. it's the same thing, same way. Instead of getting a person up there that has some charisma or somebody that gets up there and is like, hey, listen, I'm not going to have all the answers for you tonight. We'll talk offline. I'll get your information after the press conference. But this is what we have so far, folks. Any yep. questions that you ask after that about this? this I have this? seen some of that stuff recently, though. I will say, and that's like, because that's, you're that's seeing, growing. Yeah, that's because you're seeing a lot of PIOs, public information officers, that are that are really infiltrating law enforcement agencies and convincing chiefs that that is the right way to do it. And some mm -hmm. of them take a chance. Baltimore PD was that way for a while. Um, New York is abysmal. I mean. Well, NY, NYPD, they have 65 people behind the podium and not yeah. one of only one person talks. I don't understand why you need all those people there. But and they all have to hey, have masks whatever. on. They have to have masks on and they all have like citations from from the nipple all the way up to the to the yeah. shoulder blade. And they look like they look like a Cuban dictator. Yeah, I was going to say and it looks like the North Korean general standing there. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, when was the last time that you went to central booking with an arrest. What was your last Ever. desk pop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was your last desk pop. <laughs> but, you know, but the thing is, is that law enforcement is one of those agencies that are just, one of those professions that are slow, so slow to evolve. It and is archaic. Even the fire department, even the fire department in between naps, they're yeah. evolving. Yeah. In between going grocery shopping for chicken breast on sale, they're evolving. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing about it is, is that with the pay disparities, you're not getting a lot of people not like people coming out of college aren't turning around and going be a police officer. Dude, I, I and I tell people that all the time, like I, I wasted my bachelor's degree on criminal justice criminology. Like I was like, man, it's really going to make me an awesome cop to have no. criminal justice. I'm going to learn about the broken windows theory and about anti-racism and then i got yeah. to to working in the jail and it was like uh, you know i'd walk this in and like working. hello sir and then be like fuck you white oh, boy and it was like oh <laughs> you got a criminal justice degree to be batman yeah i mean it just it yeah. dude it was it was such a waste and i but you I know hate... hey, here's the here's the flip side to that is everything that i learned every class that i went to going to the FBI uh, Leadership Academy, doing all these special trainings as law enforcement with the, was the best thing for me because it made me so much more marketable in the private sector and for mm -hmm. the company that I work with now, where now all of those skill sets, all the hundreds oh, of yeah. thousands of dollars that my, my old agency spent on me, man, my company is enjoying the shit out of it. Same because, for me. Yeah, because now when I do integrity interviews or when somebody had, who's not former law enforcement calls me up and goes, hey, listen, I'm about to do an integrity interview. It's a pretty big case. And, I, you know, what, what's the approach that I should take with them? And, I, and, and I'll sit there and I'll give them advice. I'll even shadow with them and do a mock interview with them. But that's a skill set. That's from interviewing people for for rape and homicide and all these mm -hmm. other different things. And now in the private sector, 
it's like you go into a private sector integrity interview and you're like, this is a piece of cake. Like, Dude, this is nothing. Well, and, and the but, cool thing is, like, because when I started my my job in July of last year, I started in sales. And I was like, oh, I'll be a pretty good salesman. Like, you know, I can talk to people. No big deal. And and I enjoyed it. It was, it was all right. I liked it. And then they opened up this business development, which was reaching out to new companies and saying, hey, you know, we haven't worked together before, but we do this really awesome thing. We make floating stairs is what our, what my company does. We do like glass railing and stuff like that. Really, really high end stuff. And, you know, we, I was reaching out to new companies, you know, and leaving lots of voicemails, talking to people, Hey, we do this. It's awesome. And then in August of this year, just, well, this month, that position got dissolved. And I was kind of like, I was going downhill. I was like, I, I don't want to go back to sales. It wasn't really my thing. I liked it. I didn't love it. And, and I was, I told him, I was like, look, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm looking elsewhere if, if there's nothing for me here. And the, the leadership got together and they were like, we do not want to lose this guy because his, his skill set is very, very good. He's very organized. And so they, they had this, you know, I dude, it, it made me feel awesome to hear those, that those conversations had been had. And so now I deal in DOT compliance. So they, we, we have two different kinds of insurance, right? We have people and we have stuff insurance. So we have a delivery company within our company, and they were like, it's such a mess because they had three or four people handling it. They were like, why don't we just put it all into one position and he could take it? So they threw me in, and they were like, look, fix this. Like, we, yeah. we have this giant mess. Untangle it. And in the last three weeks, that's all I've been doing. And, and they've been my direct boss. So I'm technically in HR now. She, she, the, the leader, or the leader, the, the head of HR is my boss. And she comes in and she was like, she was like, you've really organized this and like created structure for it. And I was like, that's exactly what I was doing. Structure and organization. <laughs> and she was like, where did you get that from? I was like, 12 years in law enforcement. <laughs> that's where I got it. Structure and organization. Like that's, that's all it took. And like, she was like, you you really put it all together. And it made me feel so good. Like I go to work every day and I'm like, this is awesome. Like I, I love yep. doing it because it's, I, I was able to take all of the information and everything that I had from my, my past experiences and apply it. And, yeah. and, you know, I told her, I was like, look, I don't need to be babysat. Tell me what I need to do and, and just let me go. Let me take care of it and it will be done. And it's been that, fantastic. That was, the, that was the hardest part when I went when I went to the company that I'm with now is, is that they don't, they run in full autonomy, which is mm -hmm. you're not going to get a phone call from your boss every single day telling you what you need to do. I have full autonomy to do what I need to do. And the people that work underneath me, I instill the same thing, which is unless you need me or you need my approval to do something because it's part of policy, I'm going to leave you to do what your job is unless otherwise, unless you stop doing that job and me getting involved in it. And it's that kind of leadership that you just don't see in law enforcement. And when I came to this place, there was a lot of residual PTSD for being in law enforcement. Yeah. When my boss would message me, because we have our own messaging system, he would message me and say, hey, do you, you available for a quick phone call? my heart would start palpitating because in law enforcement, you know what that means. Dude, I know. Oh my gosh. I seriously had those same feelings too. Like when I, when I first started in this new job, like 
my supervisor would want to talk to me or whatever. And I 100% would have those same ang- anxious feelings. People that are not in law enforcement that go to the private sector or people that are not in law enforcement really don't know what it's like. Like, you don't really know how micromanaged you are. Um, and in law enforcement, you would think it wouldn't be that way because you carry a gun and a badge and you can you can take people's rights away from them and you can take them to jail. And you people, the public doesn't really know how little um, autonomy that you have to do your job. Yeah. Uh, and and that's I the person I spoke to from my old agency that's going through it right now asked me, they said, well, would you ever go back to law enforcement, even as a chief of police? Hell my no. answer is. Hell no. One, because <laughs> I make I make more than a chief of police now, and I don't have to worry about losing my job in three years. Yeah. And two, I work for a place that appreciates what I do. I work with some of the greatest uh, minds and the greatest leaders in the industry at multiple levels, meaning that the person at the lowest level in the agency that I work for in my company probably is smarter than a captain or a chief of police at a police department. And I mean that wholeheartedly um, because their leadership is instilled in them in them when they come to this organization that isn't at law enforcement. And there is no backstabbing. That's the other thing, Bo, that I can't still, I, I walk around like kind of like what's people's angle. You know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll be like, Hey, I want to start mentoring you for this job next year. And then you, and you look at them and you're like, what's your angle? Yeah. What's in it for you? What do you want? What do you want in return? What's your positional equity? What do I got to give up? How many times do I need to be on my knees to get that? Yep. And they're like, there's my happiness is to see you move up to the next level. Yeah. My happiness is, and you're like, whoa, what? And it's rampant in this company. Like it's, it, it's wild. It's, it's, it's not even, it's not even just, and I'm not, I'm definitely not going to talk bad about the company that you work for, but, but it's, it's not even just your company. There are yeah. so many out there. Like, that's what I keep telling people is that you know, if you, if you want to stay in law enforcement or if you want to do it, do it. It's an awesome job and you will have some of the best life experiences that you will ever have. But there is so much more out there too. Yep. Like the to the guys that are afraid, the guys and gals that are that are going, I don't want to leave because I'm afraid that I won't be able to do anything else. This is all I know. That is such yeah. horseshit. You are lying yeah. to yourself. There Matter is so fact, much more out there. I tell folks now, like I have to go to law enforcement with my job that I have now. I go to law enforcement agencies and I go talk to chiefs of police and build relationships between our company and, and law enforcement. And one of the big complaints that I get from chiefs. And I always giggle, man, because like I get to sit in rooms now with chiefs of police. So one of the biggest complaints I get now is, is that <laughs> they, they have people no keep idea. leaving. <laughs> they keep on leaving to come to my my company. And I look at them and I go, well, let me ask you, what do you think the reason for that is? Like, oh, you know, the anti-cop movement. I go, it's from what's in this building, my friend. People don't leave the job. They leave the people. Yep. They leave the people because I can I could have done another 20 years dealing with Sally and Jimmy Bimbob having domestics every Saturday night because they get too liquored up. 
I can deal with traffic stops. I can deal with all that stuff. But what I can't deal with is I can't deal with stifling leadership. I can't no, deal with – You can't deal with deal- all that stuff along with Correct. The, the poor leadership. That's, Correct. That, that's, the, that's what people fail to put together. Correct. Correct. And, and it's, it's never a good thing when you are on your way into work and you're on your way into police headquarters and you're already miserable. Yep. And then you're sitting in roll call and you're like, I can't, you're looking at your watch and I'm like, I can't, you're like, I can't wait till this get, I could get the fuck out of here and get on the road. I can't tell you how many times I had to pull over on my way into work. Panic attacks like a mother, like bro, like a mother. And now like I have to pinch myself sometimes because I almost feel like it's not, it's not real where I'm at now because Mm -hmm. if I want to, if I want to book a trip, book a, book a flight to another state and go visit some locations with my company. I do that. I don't have to ask anybody to go do it. And it's a far cry from having to work 13, 14 hours um, and being exhausted and then having to go to court in the morning. Like, Mm -hmm. and my wife, God bless her. My wife is like, it's all the years of abuse that you put up with. This is your reward. This is, this is the finish line for you. Um, and that's that it's it's very heartwarming. And to speak to what you said is is the folks that are out there that say that they don't want to leave law enforcement because they don't know if they could find something else. That is there couldn't be anything further from the truth because you have major companies that are doing nothing but gobbling up law enforcement. Yep. Because they know that they're professional, they are educated, not just college education, but educated. And they have minimal risk with hiring them. Yeah. So don't ever think that you're pigeonholed just to do that one job because you're not. And you can get paid a hell of a lot better. <laughs> look, I mean, I mean, look, Nick, you, you went from from cop to coffee shop to one stop yeah. shop. Like, yeah. I mean, dude, you, 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 you did it all. And, and the, the thing that kills me, too, is that like one of my dreams is to do own a coffee shop. Like that's that's one don't of my dreams. Well, we've we've talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, do don't, do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. I did it for a little over a year, man. It was a we had the best time. Dude, I wanted you to know? go so bad. Like I, I wanted to be there. Like I wanted to sit in the the studio and record with you at the shop. And then like it was you're like oh we're closing. The greatest. Let me tell you something. It was the greatest. But you know what? One thing that everything that I went through with law enforcement taught me is don't force something when it's over and with the supply chain and i i have to laugh when i hear talking heads on the media talk about uh supply chain and inflation and all this other stuff unless you've owned a coffee shop in the southern part of virginia like i did please don't talk to me about inflation and (laughs) supply chain issues because when you're sitting there and you're trying to find a place to buy cups that are not four times the price so that you don't have to pass that expense on to your customers. I don't want to hear it. And so we had a right time where we were like, we had a good window where we were like, all right, if we close now, we'll be profitable and we could walk away from it without losing everything. And that's what we did. Because if I had stayed, 
if I wasn't charging customers $15 for a cup of coffee, I would have been closed. And, and, and it's complete mismanagement by uh, the folks that we trust in government when it came to the supply chain issues. Yeah, uh, we were hurting, man. We were hurting so bad. We got so bad that we were going to Walmart to buy stuff for the cafe. Wow. Because we couldn't get it from our suppliers. And um, best experience, though. I loved it. We had the best experience. Um, who knows? Might happen again in the future. Yeah. Um, you still, are you still doing coffee or? No, I put the brakes on that uh, because right when I started at my company that I'm with now, I uh, I moved again for the third time in, in two years. And so I was like, I don't want to start doing roasting yeah. and selling online while I'm moving. Um, and then the other thing is I'm just I'm really kind of busy, like I'm always traveling, you know, because. Yeah, you, know, you and I have talked about doing an episode like this for a while, but it's just coordination and yeah. Um, That's why I was like, I was like, I gotta jump on it now while it, while he's available. Oh yeah, you messaged me. I was like, I was watching that uh, Sandra Bullock movie on uh, Netflix. You picked which the worst one are you day. talking about? There's a new, there's a new one called uh, the uh, unacceptable the or unforgivable. Uh, Unforgive. Now let me tell you something, bro. I don't have Netflix. That movie. So. What? No, man. I got I got rid of Netflix when they wouldn't. No, it's not. Listen, I got rid of Netflix when they when they wouldn't get rid of Cuties, that that movie that's about uh, you know the the little cheerleaders. Yeah, and and I I realized I realized that my ten dollar my measly ten dollars a month ain't gonna do shit to to Netflix's money. But the fact of the matter is that the director of that movie was arrested for possession of child pornography. That movie was designed to sexualize children and i just i wasn't gonna have that in my house i never watched that but i gotta tell you man dave Chappelle makes netflix my 11 dollars or whatever i don't even know how much paying he he makes it well worth my while um but this movie you caught me at the right time i timed it perfectly the movie ended at like 7 40 uh you were like let's get on at eight this movie ended i was all emotional and i was like this guy, man, like he's gonna see me. I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a freaking mess. It was a good movie. It was a good yeah. movie, my friend. Yeah, well, but, I, I've been, I've been digging uh, Amazon series stuff. Like I loved uh, the the Jack Ryan series. That was fantastic. The Reacher series was good. Um, I, I really enjoyed uh, uh, that new one that Chris Pratt's in. Um, yes. What, what's the name the, of it? What, why am I blanking here? I can only tell you with Amazon, now that Amazon owns MGM, um, that that partnership is going to bring a lot of really awesome concept uh, movies, direct movies. If you haven't checked out Sylvester Stallone, he's got his own movie on there. Samaritan. I'm in the middle of watching Samaritan? Yeah. Awesome. It's really good so far. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I liked The Tomorrow War, Chris Pratt's movie. That was fantastic. Let me tell you, Am, um, Amazon is there's some smart people there, man. Like, dude, they they are going after Netflix hard. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. Hard. Uh, Amazon and they're doing Prime a good is, job, too. Yeah. Damn right. Amazon Prime has kind of been like under the radar because they've been Amazon has been focusing on Prime. They've been focused on the drone program. They've been focusing on a lot of other things. 
But now that they made that purchase of MGM and they bought uh, the Lord of the Rings Geek um, series, oh. I don't watch that shit. So, what? Um, you, you don't like nah. Lord of the Rings? See, I don't, no, I don't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The reason why I don't watch it is because one, I have a life, and two, why do we need that many movies to watch a bunch of people walk with a freaking ring just to throw it in a lava pit at it's the end? The story. And it's then the we journey. have to make a million. We have to make a million spinoffs from that. Oh, yeah, like I got to the, look the at these little people are, with their the feet. Prequels. Stop. It's the Stop. Hobbits, the prequels. There's I only mean, one on. there's only one series out there that belongs with that many, and it's called Star Wars. Like we don't need Yeah, but we, we don't, don't talk about episode seven, eight, nine. That those didn't happen. Those don't even exist. I don't even no. know that there is any. I no. heard they're making them. Yeah. No, those those were, were just But bad I get Star why Wars. they purchased I get why they purchased Lord of the Rings. Um and for the amount of money that they purchased, I didn't them. know that they owned MGM. That's interesting. Yes, because that means that they own the Indiana Jones franchise, and they own Rocky. They own uh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone's con- contract. That's why you saw. Yeah, the Samaritan was on there. Um, they are. They don't be surprised if there's other purchases that start to fall out because the movie industry is in a free fall right now. So just uh, like yeah, Top Gun Maverick brought it back though. Tom Cruise for, did for Paramount, did, yeah. Dude. Paramount. <laughs> did yeah. you see that? So I, I have not seen it. It just got, it just became available on um iTunes. So I'm you about got, to buy you it. You gotta see you gotta see it in theaters. It is so yeah, good. I gotta see if I can. I gotta see if I can. I wanted to, but I've been I've been traveling a lot, it so, so good. it's hard. But like so uh Jurassic, the new Jurassic movie I saw the other day, mm-hmm. freaking awesome. See, I heard awesome. it. Go, I heard it was terrible. It got bad I, reviews. You know what? I never. I never. I don't listen to reviews. reviews. I, I, don't I don't either. But I don't. Or else my. Or else the roll call room podcast would have been shut down like three weeks after we started it. So or my shit. I don't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen. To, I don't listen to that stuff. But the movies, like, I'll watch them and then I'll go read the reviews and I'll go. Mm-hmm. That does. That's not even what I. That's not what I saw. Like yeah. I don't understand. What were, you, were you watching the same movie I was watching? Yeah. Instead of like looking at the reviews and then going like, oh, I don't want to see that. Like kind of mm-hmm. like Doctor Strange and the new Doctor Strange. I watched okay. that movie. I thought it was terrible. I was, was like, okay. I felt like I needed a, a a dry erase board to keep track of stuff. Like, Dude, the, the MCU died think. with Iron Man. The MCU correct, died with correct. Iron Man. It just... And trust me, I think that they realize it. And I think that's the reason why. I think there's going to be another Iron Man coming out soon. I don't know. I'd, between that and what Warner Brothers is doing with with DC, they've been struggling. Like, oh, been, how many times well, could you put the Justice League out? Like, well, no, the Tom no, no, Snyder no, version. Don't get me wrong. The Snyder version's fantastic. That's it's, what it's I want. amazing. But but that that gravy train is over. No, stop it's, it's, re-releasing it. Ever it, Warner Brothers did a big merger with Discovery just recently. And and with that, they did a whole bunch of changing of the the leadership. And the leadership that is currently up there now wants to see more of Snyder's vision. So I I think it, so that means Ben Affleck's going to be back. That means Henry Great. Cavill's going to be back, which is fantastic because that well, he I love Pattinson. Don't get me wrong, yeah. I loved the Batman, but Ben Affleck's Batman has been the best Batman we've seen on screen, and I, I will die Pat- on that. I hill. thought, yeah, I thought Pattinson's Batman made me sad. Um, that the, no, here, was here, here was here was the Batman. The Batman was a great murder mystery movie 
that happened to feature Batman. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah, I just I didn't I didn't like the last one with Pattinson. I felt like I was watching Moonlight mixed with Lenny Kravitz's daughter. I, I just I didn't like it. I just yeah. I thought it was really poorly put together. I thought it was um, good. I love the detective story, but it just to me the, what makes Batman so awesome isn't that he's rich and can and beat people up. It's that he's rich and can beat up space aliens. Yeah. That's what makes him so awesome. People forget about that. Like the the whole the whole reason why Ben Affleck's Batman was so Im- imposing was that he didn't just beat up street criminals. He he scared them and and was awesome. But he was also fighting the parademons and everything, and it was like, and he's a normal human being. That's yep. what makes him so incredible. And yep. it's like, it, the, well, the, good any, thing like for... Christian Bale's Batman was terrible. Ba- yeah. Pattinson's Batman, it was good, but like, Affleck's is the best. Yeah, but well, good thing for WB, they've got uh, the Flash uh, movie that's coming out. So yeah, that's that's working out really well for them with Ezra, dude. <laughs> And he the flew to California. Is, he flew to California on Friday to apologize to the executive. I saw that. I saw that. I mean, it, like, dude, it, it, dude, if you're going through something mentally, I get it. Like, I mean, it, it, he clearly is. If and, you want to start a cult, maybe tell the Warner <laughs> Brother folks before you start a cult. <laughs> before they spend, before they spend forty-five million dollars on a movie. You might want to tell them that you've been curate, you've been cultivating females for your cult. Yeah, and then have to spend another just thirty million for reshoots because they have good to thing, change good, the ending. Good thing for them that half that time he was in he was in a mask. So if they just do some maybe like facial switches, I don't know. Maybe I I, I think they'll keep him I heard on they're for recasting this movie, them. But- I, I've I've seen that they're recasting him. I've seen that they're using Grant Gustin, which is the the kid from the Flash TV show, which was dog shit. Uh, I heard I uh, that the chick from Juno, uh, she's not she's she's not a female anymore. Oh, she's a guy her, now. Um, what's, right, right, what's, right. What was her name? It his I name. Remember. I don't remember. Either way, it, it, yeah. I, I like Ezra Miller as the Flash. He did a great job in Zack Snyder's Justice League, but we'll see. I just we'll wish he would have come off the rails after the last, like after the movie was released, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. At least, you know, at least like, let us have the movie first. Yeah. Let us enjoy Cause I liked him in, in, in the, in the justice league thing. Yeah. He was good. He did, he did a great job. Until he took his crazy pills and, you know, started passing out Hawaiian punch and cups. And... <laughs> Hawaiian punches. Yeah, yeah, and secret secret uh, handshakes for his uh, his little cult. Dude, he he did. He went off the rails, didn't he? The Ezra Rets. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it'll be interesting though to see what what MGM does because I know that the there's you know Indiana Jones Five is coming out. That's coming out with, yep. with old man Harrison Ford, which like I don't a lot of a lot of celebrities I don't really give a crap about. But when Harrison Ford dies, I, I know I will cry. That's the same way I feel about Bruce Willis when I found out that he was retired oh, because of his so disability. Bad. And then it's to find so out bad. that they were taking somebody was taking advantage of him towards the end yeah. breaks my heart. Because if the Bruce Willis from like ten years ago they tried that with, he'd break their face open. Yeah. Um That's why I, I very, miss Mel Gibson, man. He was he's so He's coming good. back, dude. Like, he is he has been slowly coming back yeah. with indie films that he's been he has enough money 
for him to bankroll his own movies. Oh yeah. Um, so he's slowly coming back. The same thing goes for um, what's the guy that just went through the court case? Uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah. You're gonna see him coming back in a huge way. Yeah. I mean his 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 marketability is through the roof now. Oh the guy yeah. Guy was on the VMA sure. the VMAs the other night. Uh, yeah. I read that article. They put him in a in a in a friggin' spacesuit. Yeah, and they asked him why he did it. He was like, "I needed the work." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's uh, he's doing good. He's gonna do. He's gonna come out of that uh, that trial and everything. He's gonna come out of that really really well. Between Beetlejuice two and um, all these other movies that people are hitting him up now for. So, yeah. I read him. somewhere that because you know he said that. Uh, he wouldn't ever work for Disney, even if they offered $300 million and $300 million alpacas or whatever. And I read somewhere that uh, Disney offered him $301 million to come back as Jack Sparrow. And yeah, he's I was like, back. He, he, that franchise will die if he doesn't yep. do it. You know, you know, if I was a Disney exec, you know what I would do is I would invite him to come and, and fly him out and then fly him to a farm of alpacas. <laughs> and and turn around and hand hand him a check and say here's three hundred and one million dollars yeah and here's here's three hundred and five alpacas yeah you can do whatever you want with the alpacas we apologize the people that did that to you don't work here anymore yeah. and they will never work here again please come back and you do that with a guy like him one he's gonna laugh his balls off because mm -hmm. one I'd love to just see three hundred alpacas. I mean, yeah. it's got to be just like, just fluff all over yeah. the place, you know, and, and 300, all of, all of them dollars. staring at you, like they're judging you and spitting at you. They spit, <laughs> don't they? I think they so. Sp I, don't... I think they spit at you. Yeah. Um, but like that guy, he's coming back. Like, yeah. see, the thing is, is that he would take the check and go, and this, you will remember as the day that you almost caught Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> because here, because here's the thing is, is that. The first movie that they put out where he comes back, guaranteed two hundred million bucks. Oh, uh, the first the day. first couple weekends, yeah, oh, like yeah. easily, day. easily, easily. Yeah, and and I love Margot Robbie, but mm -hmm. Margot Robbie in a in a Pirates of the Caribbean is terrible. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a bad fucking idea. terrible. Yeah. Like it, I don't know whose idea that was, and I do know whose idea that was. It's because they're still thinking in the past with like uh, the Me Too movement and all that other stuff, mm -hmm. and I'm and I'm all for it. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta pick a franchise to do that with. You and, gotta do it. You gotta do it the right way. Like the the thing that like bothered me. Yeah. I haven't even I haven't even touched it because I, I have no Don't. desire, and I've heard that the the, the best way that I can describe how someone could do like a a pro woman film is the, is the wonder woman movie with Gal Gadot. Oh. It was so well done because it wasn't, it wasn't like that scene in Endgame where Spider-Man yeah. is like, you're going to need help. And, or, or, you know, how are you going to do it by yourself? And then all the women come together and they, Oh, she's yeah. got help. And it's like, like we get it. Like you didn't have to shove that down our throats. Whereas wonder woman is like, is like, you can, you can be this. It doesn't matter what you were born as or who you were born. Like you can be anything. And but like, it, I, I can't wait to show my daughter that movie because it, it was also, so good. Yeah. But it also helps that 
Gal Gadot was like in the Israeli special forces. Oh like, yeah, she's a badass. That's what brought that's what brought legitimacy to it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't like I don't know. It wasn't like Katy Perry as as fucking the Wonder Woman, where you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could really buy her being like saving the world. Like, yeah, yeah, Gal Gadot. Wasn't she just singing about fireworks with. or something? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand this. But she shaved her head like a while back. Katy Perry, she's on, dude, she's on some crazy train. I, I, I think she's know. back though, because she's with um, um, Orlando I Bloom. She, I think she's come back to the the reality. I, I, I hope so. Like it, it seems like there's some crazy train going on with like Britney and her and. Oh, dude. I just want my, I just want them to. I want my girls back. You know, Brit- like it, Britney you know? went wild. Like, yeah, I mean, she she got off that conservatorship. She was like, like <laughs> I'm showing everything. That's just weird. Like, <laughs> I I remember when when she like started making music. I was in. This is going to age you and me. Oh, Jesus. I think I was in, like, fifth grade oh, when when she started making music. And it was like, you know, she was everybody's crush. You know, and then and then Christina Aguilera came out. I I, I, I moved towards Christina. I, I was, I was Christina Aguilera. Who did Oh, yeah. Who didn't? Yeah. It's like the Sunday schoolgirl or the chick that has been kicked out of school 15 yeah. times for doing bad shit. It's yeah. It's like, like, uh, uh. Yeah. But then you look at the two of them, like one is like almost completely out of the limelight now. Mm-hmm. Like Christina Aguilera, you never hear from her. Yeah. Um, and it's just but, the time when you know to dip out. Yep. You know, she has one of the best voices, though. Oh my gosh! She does. Like she, she does. can legitimately sing. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's it's, I like, it's incredible. I like pretty. Yeah. Add <laughs> some. Auto tune to this. Yeah, I, I have auto tune. Oh. <laughs> wow, you're welcome for that one, buddy. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I I have taken almost an hour and a half of your time tonight, and well, we need to do this again, my friend, and then yeah. uh, if and when we get the uh, RCR back up and running. Uh, I'd love to have you on. You're on our cartoon, so you're one. I was of our, say I was I was hosts. supposed to be a co-host, but that never happened. Yeah, you are. But we I never did you. an episode. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got your cartoon though. I know. Right? I still use it. I use it as my yeah. picture. That's awesome. Uh, I was That's like, awesome. screw it. I'm gonna I'm gonna use it and and just you know get some use out of it. So yeah, I'm 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 trying to figure out structurally how I want to do it, how I want to bring it back, who's going to come back to it. There's going to be people that were on it that won't be on it anymore. Mm. Um, there'll be some surprises here and there. Um, but uh, uh, I want to try and bring it back in more of uh, the original reason for starting it. Yeah. Um, so once well, I know that man. we can do that, yeah, once I know that we could truly do that, then then it's coming back. Yeah. Um, but until then, they'll just be, you know, old episodes. Well, I'm I'm excited because, like, I I know I know that that you and I both share quite a few contacts uh, between people. So I mean, I can I can get like Nick Wilson from the Resiliency Project, and 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 we'll do a show with him. And yeah, you know, I, I I know that there's a lot of people out there that that we could have some extremely uh, quality yeah. discussions with. Yeah, Colonel Grossman keeps on. He wants to come back on the show. 
Um, we'll have him back on and uh, some meaningful people that will come on and, and, and add some context and some advice for folks that are still on the job or have one foot out the door and one on a banana peel. Um, so a lot yeah. of things going on. Um, but like I said, want to do it right. So um, I'm hoping soon, soon. Um, quote unquote. Quote unquote. And then we'll go from there, my friend. Awesome. Well, uh, I, I don't know if, do you want to put your, your IG and stuff on here? Where, where can people find you? Uh, yeah. So I'm at, uh, at Roll Call Room Podcast for uh, the IG. Uh, we're still are you on, on, are on the you on TikTok uh, too. No, I don't do TikTok, my friend. Um, I think you had one for the cafe. That's yeah, yeah. I got rid of that. Okay. Uh, I'm on the on the Twitter. Oh. Uh, that's the tweeter is at roll call room, and then we're on Facebook um, at roll call room podcast. So, uh, and then I think our website's still up, rollcallroompodcast.com. Okay. Awesome. Well, everybody, yep. uh, you know, thanks for listening, Nick. Thank you for, for coming on to the show with me. This was a lot of fun and uh, it went on a lot longer than I expected. So I'm very happy hey, about it. I like to talk. I actually might have to split this in half. Ooh. Yeah. Version one and two. <laughs> Part one and two. Sweet. All right, buddy. All right, we'll buddy. see you. Thank you. All right, everybody. That concludes the episode with Nick Ruggiero. Uh, you can hear him uh, weekly on the Roll Call Room podcast where you'll actually be able to hear me as well as I'm an official co-host over there. Uh, we just dropped a new episode last week, uh, this week, actually, because it's still Friday. So uh, enjoy your weekend. Um, I do have another episode coming out tomorrow, uh, Saturday, which will be the the weekly update episode. I've got some new information coming. Uh, very excited about uh, So. For those of you that, that haven't already, please share the show. Let somebody know. Send it to one person. Send it to one person today that you think would get something from this, uh, whether they're in law enforcement or used to be in law enforcement or need some personal development, some mental health, um, anything like that. Um, if you if you think somebody would, would enjoy listening to this, uh, give me give give me their time. Give them give them to me. Give me to them. Send them the show. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> And if any of you have any questions about the 147 uh, lifestyle, um, shoot me a message on, on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook uh, at Little Hollow Life. Um, I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions. If you want the PDF uh, that I have for it, I'd be happy to email it to you. Um, you, can reach, you can reach out to me there. Um, and if, for those of you that are trying to complete the lifestyle, let me know. I always want to see people trying it. So. As always, six Semper Vive, always live like this. <laughs>